When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Congratulations to whoever won the Powerball in Connecticut. You won $183 million, $122.4 million cash payout, unless you, you know, take the 30-year annulments, which, I know it's not really annulments, is it? No, it's annuities. <laughs> but why would you do that? I mean, just give me the cash payout and let's go. Plus, they had uh, a million-dollar winner in Michigan from the Powerball. And then, of course, the Mega Millions winner was sold in New Jersey. And that was only for $42 million. So congratulations to all the winners of the powerball and the mega millions i'm sure that you are very very happy and i am happy for you i said congratulations right yeah yeah i did okay welcome welcome to chewing the fat so a while back we talked about a couple weeks ago we talked about the priest Father Andres Arango, who did the baptisms wrong, right? Apparently, he said a word wrong. He was supposed to say, uh, we baptize you, and the proper form, I baptize you. And they uh, said, and now he has resigned. What? He said he was going to dedicate his energy and full-time ministry to help remedy this and heal those affected. I mean, can he still do that if he resigns? I mean, maybe he's still a priest, right? He just resigns from the church. I I don't necessarily, uh, you know, the church said those baptisms are invalid. Yep, through, through, through June 17th, 2021. I mean, he's been in Phoenix and San Diego and he said the baptism's wrong. He said, uh, we is uh, is not the community that baptizes the person. Rather, it is Christ and him alone who presides over all the sacraments. And so it is Jesus Christ who baptizes. The bishop said he did not believe Arango had intentions to harm the faithful or deprive them of the grace of baptism and the sacraments. Okay, well, I mean, first of all, (laughs) first of all, uh, saying we, I mean, he's speaking on behalf of Christ. So, I mean, we could... Because there a technicality in there somewhere? Doesn't God get a little, you know, he could say, ah, you're fine. I don't worry about it. <laughs> but now this story said he resigns. So, I mean, holy cow, he's looking for a gig. Man, he didn't win the lottery. That's a shame. And then we have the mayor, so he's looking for a gig. And then we have the mayor in Hudson, Ohio. Remember the mayor who joked around, he claimed, uh, joking around, uh, grossly 
misunderstood, I believe is the quote the mayor said, where he talked about ice fishing leads to prostitution. Another problem. And if you then allow ice fishing with shanties, then that leads to another problem. Prostitution. Now, he released a statement after that saying that, hey, my comment about ice fishing and permitting of shanties on lakes and prostitution stems from my experience as a former television news reporter covering law enforcement agencies which have made arrests for acts of prostitution in fishing shanties. Okay, have they? I mean, maybe When discussing proposed legislation, it's wise to discuss the potential for unintended consequences. My statement was to enlighten the council that the future permitting of ice shantings may lead to other issues. You know, if if this was uh, uh, done as a bit on uh, social media that brought light to this, and then I'm sure, you know, overwhelming uh, the Hudson, Ohio people about uh, ice fishing you know, leading to prostitution. So he has uh, resigned. Yep, he's given it up. He's said, ah, you know what? I, it's been, was grossly misunderstood and I just uh, can't do this anymore. He talked about how he just lost his wife and that's, I've got to quit. This character assassination on me is just too much. And they, everyone is blaming me for the negative international press. <laughs> yeah, because you're the one that was using ice fishing and shanties that's going to lead to prostitution. Sorry, mayor, but uh, you're the one that I know you tried to, uh, you know, inject your dry sense of humor. <laughs> but it wasn't funny and i get it had you said that had you you know laid the groundwork for that but you didn't so he's quitting so he's looking for a gig he's looking to win the lottery too so you got the priest and the mayor looking for work there's probably more than one joke in that story (laughs) write your own jokes now I can't stop thinking about it. So a priest and a mayor walk into an ice shanty. <laughs> hey, <laughs> want to dip your stick in the old hole? All right, stop it. I told you to write your own. I'm going to stop now. I don't want to, but I'm going to. Spend the rest of the show just writing jokes about the priest and the mayor. No, you can do that on your own. Those of you that uh, follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram, Twitter at JeffyJFR, Instagram is uh, Jeff Fisher Radio. You saw I posted uh, (laughs) uh, war and lawsuit headlines uh, during the fat guy today. So the top three headlines all under breaking, breaking, breaking. Prince Andrew agrees to settle uh, the sexual abuse lawsuit. We'll talk about that. Uh, I'm going to do a special Royals podcast this weekend on Saturday. There is so much news to talk about with the Royals. So if you like to have uh, you know insight from myself and Chris Cruz, uh, we'll do that on Saturday. Special Royals podcast this weekend. We have uh, Putin saying that uh, Moscow is now ready for talks with the U.S., uh, you know, about NATO and, hey, you know, we're going to pull back a few of our troops. I mean, Putin is just playing games and, and we're talking, you know, uh, Macron, the cookie went over and talked to him. And, uh, now we're talking to Macron. I mean, it's just, 
uh, are we the world leader or not? I, well, you know the answer to that. And uh, Sandy Hook families settle with Remington for $73 million. The settlement comes over seven years after the family sued the maker of the Bushmaster XM15-E2S semi-automatic rifle that was used in the 2012 mass shooting in New- Newtown, Connecticut as horrible as that shooting was uh to find the gun manufacturer guilty of something wrong is just amazing to me well they settled out of court jeff there was no guilt found i know i know but uh wow that's uh that's something I, I find that's a new world we're living in. It's a new world. Thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat, though, and follow me on social media. No question about that. And I didn't mention uh, Facebook, which is Jeff Fisher Radio, and, of course, Getter at JeffyJFR at some point. I mean, I know that Getter is supposed to be the new thing. Is it? I love the Prince Andrew settlement, too, because it just goes away. I thought Virginia was not going to give in. But when asked to provide the picture that, uh, you know, the world knows is her and Prince Andrew with his arm around it. Now, he, you know, has always claimed, and I'm not saying he's, you know, Mr. Clean Cut guy, but he's always claimed that he had no recollection of that picture being taken and that he's, you know, the the royals have said, the prince would not be putting his arm around people. <laughs> he's a prince he's not touching people okay you know whatever but she couldn't provide the photo so we don't even know if it's real i mean you can claim that it's real she claimed she gave it to the fbi okay well where it is where it is where it be at virginia and so that's why i'm pretty sure uh, that's why the settlement, right? She can't provide, she can't provide the, the photo. And so now she's going to have to give in and just take whatever the prince gave her. And she already got some money out of the guy. I mean, don't, don't spend it all in one place because you can't come back again. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something uh, cold to drink desperately. Oh, oh. <laughs> So rumor has it that Wanda Sykes and Amy Schumer and Regina Hall will be hosting the Oscars this year. Man, will it be good, won't it? (laughs) Right? Right. So ABC, owned by, you know, Walt Disney, of course, is hosting the ceremony. And, uh, you know, okay. Let's let's hope it works out for them. I mean, the Academy Awards have not featured a host the past three years. Now, let me ask you a question. Did it hurt the awards? I mean, I guess they thought it did, right? We'll, we'll see. I mean, is Wanda and Amy ugh, and Regina Hall, ugh, and they're fine, and, you know, whatever. I... I guess, you know, I I loved her character, actually, Regina Hall. Uh, I loved her character in Nine Perfect Strangers. And, uh, you know, Amy Schumer is sometimes funny. And uh, Wanda Sykes is 
sometimes funny. But to to make such a big deal, it'll be agonizing because you have to walk a really fine line for the Oscars these days. Just say no. Just just say no. Let them just introduce the the stars. Here you go. And no, I, I think we've decided that it's time to give up on it. Right? Just it's time to give up on the the Oscars and let's just give you know send the awards in the mail. Congratulations. <laughs> go to the website for more details. Uh, good news for Trevor Noah, who, uh, you know, I mean, you, whew, man, I mean, he's so busy with The Daily Show, which is so good. Uh, he's going to uh, be the entertainer at the uh, next White House Correspondents Association dinner uh, that returns on April 30th. Now, I mean, I know you're going to say to yourself, wait, that still is going on. Well, it's been two years. And, uh, you know, COVID knocked the correspondence dinner out. And then, uh, you know, Trump skipped the dinner the four years he was president. I wonder why. I wonder why Donald Trump would skip that dinner. I, I don't know. Eh, maybe you could figure it out. Now, there is expectation that Joe Biden will attend the event. I hope that happens. If they have the correspondence dinner... And Joe shows up, I mean, it's going to be nighttime. He's going to have, be full of whatever medications they've got him full of. It will be, it'll be, that will be fun. You know, I hope that happens. (laughs) And Trevor, of course, is an incredible talent. So it'll be great to have him, you know, get us back to you know, perceived normalcy and get that White House Correspondents Association dinner back up and running. And my gosh, I hope the president can be there. That'll just be great. So you know me and world records. I like them. And uh, I'm disappointed that I don't actually hold a world record right now. I will. I will at some point in my life soon hold a world record on something. I don't know what it's going to be. But I am going to hold a world record. But I'm not going to hold the biggest bum in the world. I know. You're going to look at you and say, Jeff, man, I've seen you. <laughs> You're pretty close. Actually, I'm not. So this Natasha Crown, uh, that's her Instagram uh, account, uh, Natasha Crown Official One, uh, 2 million followers, by the way, uh, she has spent... Uh, on surgery to have the biggest bum in the world. And she's a Siberian Swedish woman with a supersized booty. (laughs) Now, Natasha is saying that she's struggling to find love because men are afraid of her surgically enhanced posterior. Uh, I got news for you, Natasha. Uh, I know you've undergone five Brazilian butt lifts in a bid to have the biggest bum in the world. Uh, But uh, I don't think that's what they're afraid of. Uh, When you look at some of the pictures of before and after your quest to have the biggest bum in the world, you also did some other cuts. Uh, You're on your way to clown face and clown ass. And uh, maybe that's the problem. I mean, you want to do it, go ahead. I, who am I? Who am I? 
to stop you. You've got your five Brazilian butt lifts and you're ready to schedule your six. She knows, she says, I will have the world's biggest bum. My goal and I'm going to reach it. Oh, okay. Now she loves, she claims she loves having the big bum. When she walks, she feels the jiggling, jiggling, jiggling. (laughs) But she has and she admits to a range of other cosmetic enhancements yeah no kidding you can really see man breast implants lip fillers and uh you know butt implants so i mean she's got uh, three cuts to clown face and three cuts to clown ass man it is scary looking scary it's not it's not your big ass <laughs> Keeping potential love interests away, baby. No. Look, I'm okay. You fine. If you want to do that, whatever makes you happy, Natasha, you go right ahead and do it. But don't kid yourself that it's because of that big ass that they don't want anything to do with you. Okay? It's because you are uh Yeah, I know. She's on the she's on she's got some series. She appeared on the Truly's series, hooked on the look where she was set up with a blind date. Um, she, uh, the man was turned off by her bountiful body and had no interest in going on a second date. Yeah, that's not the bountiful body. It's because you're whacked out of your mind. Now, what is the biggest bomb in the world? That's what I want to know. There was a YouTube story that talked about the biggest natural bomb in the world that was 60 inches Now, she claims, Natasha claims that uh, the world record is a 90 inch, or if she gets to 90 inch, that's the world record. So she's got to continue to eat weight, eat food so she can gain weight because the extra fats then get to be transferred to her backside. (laughs) That is tremendous. So she claims to have six feet broad backside. She feasts on pizza and pasta in addition to six kilos, I don't know how much that is, of Nutella each month, 15 jars. Oh, there you go. With the intention to acquire as a lot of weight as possible, anxious by the intense food regimen essential for the process. Does she really want to do it? Yes, I have a purpose I have to have the world's greatest bum. You really don't, though. You really don't. I mean, I know even if you get to the largest bum where you set the world record of the 90-inch circumference, that doesn't really mean it's good. (laughs) But good luck, Natasha. Gosh darn it. Good luck. Do Do I hope you get it? You bet, baby. You bet. I want you to get that supersized booty in. I'll be first in line to congratulate you when you get that world's record. But, I mean, you are one. I will say this. I believe that you are the first on this program of Chewing the Fat to be three cuts to clown face and three cuts to ass face. So, congratulations on doing that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, I will say this. For NBC and the NBC umbrella of platforms that are airing the Olympics, they're doing their darndest to get me to watch some of it. And I just can't bring myself to do it i mean they're running stories they've got press running stories on the american curler matt hamilton who's got you know shoes that stand out at the olympics (laughs) i just don't care they're doing stories on the fluffy panda mascot apparently it's all the rage at the winter olympics is it but the stuffed animal version has become so sought after that the people are camping overnight to buy it. Are they? But I don't care, okay? I do care about the uh, doping scandal that they're talking about. I mean, the star Russian figure skater, uh, Camilla Veliev, has been cleared to compete, though. Don't worry about it. Yeah, she had that drug in her, but it was a heart medication. And so what that it's banned? And so what that it increases blood flow and endurance? So get over it. It's fine. She can compete. Huh. That's weird because, uh, I mean, they had the last Olympics, uh, Richardson couldn't uh, couldn't run because she smoked a little dope, but it's okay for the Russian to compete even with a little heart medication that's not cleared in the rules. That's okay. Yeah, okay. All right, you got me. I mean, I was looking at a rundown of the athletes who lost medals to doping scandals. <laughs> it's a it's kind of uh, they have a, a running theme. In the athletes who lost medals to doping scandals. Like they have a list of them here. And uh, it starts off with Alexandra Tretyatkov, Elena Nikatina, Olga Fatkulina, Aleski Negadayalo, Alexander Legov, Maxim Velegazhanin, Alexander Zubkov, Dmitry Trenkov, Olga Velokina, yeah, ooh, Olga's a couple times. Ooh, that's not, ooh, Olga's trying to sneak through a couple of times. Uh, Yana Romanova, Olga Zaziva, uh, Alexei Voyavoda, Albert Dimenchenko. Ooh, did Dimenko, did we mention him before? He's got another one going in there. Uh, Tatina Ivanova, Larisa Lazutina, Olga Denanova, Olga, oh, that's Denanova. That's not, uh, Velokochina, uh, Alexander Kruniski, uh, Olga, a lot of Olgas, Olga, but just not their same last name, uh, Pivilva, Jana Muleg, uh, and Galina Kulakova. Now, and there's one name here, Elaine Baxter. <laughs> what do all but one have in common? <laughs> there's a running theme outside of Elaine Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> so according to this 
Russia has the most doping scandals at the Winter Olympics. They've lost 10 gold medals in the process. Wow, that's that's pretty incredible. And they give a huge timeline of the doping scandals in the Olympics. I mean, okay, I'm okay with that. You know, it started, I mean, they've, they've go way back. Uh, this list goes down to uh, 89 positive doping cases. That was those were medals lost, right? It was his thirty-three total, but eighty-nine positive doping cases, and the most was in Sochi, uh, fifty-five. Wow! I mean, that's what turned Russia. I mean, that's what kicked them out of this Olympics. They can't be in this Olympics. Oh wait, uh, <laughs> they had ten in Salt Lake City. Uh, so those are the top two uh, events: uh, Salt Lake City in two thousand two and Sochi in two thousand fourteen. That had the most doping cases in them really incredible so it's just uh you know maybe you know i like this kind of timeline i like the storylines of uh you know the olympic village and business but if you're in the chinese bubble there's no business going on this year i'm sorry to tell you uh, business is closed it's very disappointing and i shouldn't say it's closed i mean they're offering the free condoms in beijing but they, you know, are saying that uh, they the athletes uh, need to avoid hugs and handshakes, and you know they're in the COVID bubble. So that means that they are be in the closed loop. They're doing uh, you know behind closed doors business. Uh, it's not out in the open in China. So man, don't get busted. Do not get busted, man. I know we've, I did the whole layout of what's happening. So, I mean, in, in 2016, they gave out 450,000 condoms. I know. And Rio de Janeiro, I mean, that was party time, right? And then Tokyo, they handed out only 150,000. So I guess the Tokyo Olympics were anti-sex. No, they actually had more. There was a problem with the different type of, uh, material, that were used there was a company i remember the story now the company had ordered a different kind of condom and i have to find the story but it's uh the, they were kicked out they are and there were uh thousands of these condoms that they wouldn't allow in the village because of what they were made of anyway so i know that they've got the uh you know they've got the closed loop in china so man if there's a you know a sneaking business going on in china uh hopefully we'll get some stories you know after i am interested in that i am interested in the story about how the olympic village and that china is created has a kind of a dystopian feel uh we have uh, robots they they're populated with hundreds of robots that are helping people maintain distance hey get away from you you are touching and so they're delivering packages and flipping burgers and assisting with medical care for the athletes, collecting garbage, dispensing hand sanitizers. I mean, there's roving robots all over the Olympic Village, which is kind of cool. And I'll be interested to hear some of the stories after our athletes get out of the bubble to see, you know, exactly how that happened and how it worked. They have the app that keeps everyone sealed, uh, the athletes and media, spectators alike. They have the special 
the special app that they developed just for the Olympic Village that helps track uh, all the participants, the health data, vax info, as well as the results for the daily tests. Uh, you can't you can't leave your room and travel between facilities. Uh, in, everyone inside the loop got to receive a green signal signifying the negative PCR results within the previous 24 hours by scanning their passes. If uh, you're not a green signal, you're not leaving your room. Sorry, man. Wish we could wish we could unlock the door for you, but we can't. They have the smart beds. The athletes will be equipped uh, to count more than just uh, sheep. The story, ha, ha, ha. Uh, they have the smart beds. So the Olympic Village, the apartments are fitted with memory foam mattresses that monitor breathing and heart rate. And they're designed to capture the athlete's body signature and can even send reports to their coaches about changes in vitals. If you think they're not keeping that, uh, you absolutely are because you want to know what, how the athletes are sleeping, uh, how their body is uh, cooling down and slowing down and getting up. I mean, that's information that every country wants for their athletes. No question about that. That's incredible. They have, they have 5G all the time in the village, which is cool. No cash or credit cards. Uh, it's all the games are going to serve for uh, digital currency. That's it. The central bank digital currency enables Chinese authorities to trace how money moves through the country and is intended to be frictionless to use as popular digital payment platforms. Okay. I mean, those are the stories I like. Do I care? I mean, I, I, I love the athletes and I, I, mean, I appreciate all the work they put into it and I do like watching them, but I just can't bring myself to watch them. And I, I, I'm sorry. I just can't. I wish I could. But I just can't. But you want to tell me about robots delivering your condoms in the middle of the night in the closed loop? I'm in. So good news from the IRS. Uh, They claim that they don't want to see your face anymore. They received that backlash from all the privacy advocates and bipartisan lawmakers, and they're abandoning the use of third-party facial recognition, recognition software, ID.me. They announced that uh, by the summer of this year, all taxpayers would need to provide documents and a video selfie to the third-party company, ID.me, in order to use the agency's website. What they were talking about was going back in if you wanted to get old records and everything, you needed to have that ID. But uh, they pointed out, oh, no, yeah, what about taxpayers without smartphones or web cameras? Facial recognition tech has been criticized for misidentifying people of color, gender nonconforming people, and women. (sighs) Uh, IDME uses one too many matching, meaning it keeps a database of user images. IDME's terms of service grant the company the right to share data it collects with the police, government, and select partners. The transition away from ID.me will take place in the coming weeks and uh, won't cause any problems for tax filers. Uh-huh. And if you think that they're not uh, tracking you, uh, move on with your life because uh, the CIA, uh, we've already admitted, has a secret program that collects American data. 
wait, what? Yeah, the CIA has a secret undisclosed data repository that includes information collected about Americans. Uh, and uh, we found that out uh, during the Senate Intelligence Committee meeting. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, the agency, yeah, we don't want to disclose any of the specifics about the data. But uh, the details of the program and any of that, we don't want any of that to get out in the public. But it's there, and we know about it. (laughs) So don't you worry about it. Of course the CIA is keeping information on you. Duh. I don't know why you think it's any different. I mean, we found out the Postal Service has been hacking into hundreds of seized mobile devices tracking users and social media posts so what's it to you okay (laughs) so the celebrite premium and gray key tools acquired in 2019 and 2018 allow the digital evidence unit to extract previously unattainable information from seized mobile devices I am all about the digital evidence unit being able to use the Celebrite Premium and Gray Key tools to extract previously unattainable information from seized mobile devices. Man, I am all about that. So apparently, uh, 331 devices were processed. 242 were unlocked or extracted by these services. The success of the program and ever-increasing demand for services required the purchase this year of a second gray key device for use on the East Coast. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Huh. And that's just the United States Postal Service. Of course they're doing that. What are you worried about? So don't worry about the IRS saying they're going to get rid of facial recognition because... Are they? (laughs) Okay, I know that's what they said. It's all good. Uh, You know, don't worry about the CIA's secret program that's collecting data on Americans. Don't worry about the Postal Service hacking into those cell phones and then tracking on top of those. Don't worry about Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Getter and everybody tracking you and knowing where you're at. Stop worrying about it, okay? Get over it. I mean, I know that Texas is uh, suing Meta. Uh, They're calling it a massive lawsuit against Meta, claiming that Facebook's recently discontinued use of the facial recognition technology uh, violated the state's privacy protections. So they say that it's $25,000 per violation on the penalty, which is a part of the state law here in Texas. That, uh, you know, they're talking about tens of millions of dollars in violations. So I know the suit is seeking, uh, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars in uh, in penalties. We'll see what happens. I, I mean, I, okay. I mean, you know what? I, I don't want them, uh, you know, using that technology against me. But I'm for sure they will. I'll tell you one thing that's going to get them, though, is the huge... Uh, rise in insurance claims thanks to the VR headsets. 31%. Uh, insurance companies are going to be going, ooh, yeah, Meta. So is Meta going to cover that? 
or are you just going to have to cover it as part of your insurance? Do you have meta? Uh, do you have uh, virtual reality glasses? Yeah, your insurance is going to go up. Okay. I mean, they talk about a man landing an uppercut on a ceiling fan, a woman slamming into furniture, a guy smashing through a lighting fixture, and uh, the headsets are causing quite the havoc. <laughs> So, according to this, 31% jump in home content claims involving VR headsets last year alone, and a 68% overall increase since 2016. So, when the new you know headsets be- start becoming popular, insurance claims are going up. So, so is the cost of that insurance. Have you got a headset? Yeah, uh, the cost is going to go up. No problem. I know that, you know... They're kind of cool. I don't know if you have one. I, I, we do have one. I got a couple of them, I think. A couple of the Samsung ones. I don't have the new Meta ones. But uh, it's fun. I get it. But if you're going to actually go into the world, uh, you may want to have a room, right? A padded room. The Meta room. Or the Meta chair. Maybe that's what needs to happen. I mean, we've never seen any. There's never been any documentaries or movies that have showed you what could happen when that starts going on, just stay in your little apartment and don't go outside, okay? And go back into your meadow room and go out into the world that way, all right? But don't leave your little apartment in the real-life apartment, okay? Only leave through meta. What could possibly go wrong? Okay, so we're seeing uh, some of the satellite burning up into our atmosphere we're seeing videos of you know elon i don't know he lost 40 or more satellites um you know and then we see them burning up into our atmosphere i've been seeing people send videos of those that they've got off their ring cameras but this story we talked about i think a while ago about the empire state building sized asteroid that's headed toward earth and it's headed toward us like this week I mean, if you're listening live, today is uh, the 15th of February, uh, 2022, and they're talking about uh, this being here on Friday, which would be the 18th of February, 2022. That's the way calendars work. Now, the headlines are all, ah, don't worry about it. It's not going to hit us. Uh, thankfully, it's not going to hit us. Yeah, it's about as big as the Empire State Building. It's large enough to cause major continent-wide disaster, but thankfully, it won't hit us. Oh, okay. Well, it's called uh, 2022 BH7. I'm alright. I'm really scared of that. But uh, the asteroid tracker from NASA says impact is very unlikely uh that doesn't say it's not gonna hit us (laughs) i guess maybe in nasa speak in asteroid tracker speak that means it's not gonna hit us oh it's very unlikely so i guess that means it's not gonna hit us but it doesn't say don't worry about it so two 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 zero two two bh7 i apologize i want to make sure i uh you know call it by the correct name uh, estimated between 170 and 380 meters, which is uh, about the size of the Empire State Building. It's about the same size as the asteroid's maximum estimate. Okay. 
The space rock is unlikely to hit Earth. However, with current NASA calculations stating it will safely pass by on Friday at a distance of around 2.9 million kilometers. Uh, Okay. I mean, the moon is at, uh, what, 384,000 kilometers? So, you know, it doesn't go between us and the moon. But, uh, okay. I mean, if it does, uh, let's say, uh, I don't know, bounce off a moonbeam and start heading toward us. <laughs> uh, I want it to hit over there. Okay. Let's, uh, let's have it hit over there. Yeah. No, I don't want it to hit earth at all. Okay. Uh, at all. But if it does, I want it to hit, you know, over there. I guess the last major disaster that we had with uh, an asteroid hitting the Earth was in 1908, and it produced an explosion greater than a nuclear bomb. Uh, It was one of the largest explosions ever, and it was estimated to be about 100, at most, 190 meters in width. So it's, you know, somewhere in this size range that hit us the last time. Uh, I would also say there's a lot of things that have changed since 1908, if that were to hit the earth. So I want it to hit, you know, over there. Do I want it to hit the earth? No, I do not. And I will be thankful and wipe my brow when it passes by and we say, see you later, 2022BH7. Take care. Thanks for coming by. But if it's going to hit the earth, hit over there. Okay? Not here. Hit over there. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.